Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things Strange and Unusuals, Talking with Shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. And we want to give a big shout-out to our newest patron. What? Why do you never tell me about this ahead of time? I'm always surprised. I know, because I like to see the joy in your face whenever I tell people that our newest patron, Travis Maxwell Boone. Big round of applause, by the way. Thank you, sir. Always appreciate the support. He's one of the hosts of one of the best podcasts that we've got to be on. Yeah, Isn't Travis, one of the hosts from uh, the, the Nine yeah. Club podcast. Yes, it is. Yeah, and you can want to check out an awesome episode. Go over check out our uh, what was it Bayou Boogeyman episode where we a did really good one. I love it when they talk Creole. Yeah, man, it was which was a really really fun episode. Uh, and another big shout out that I want to give to our original patron. The OG patron, Sarah, I want to give a big shout out to her, by the way, because after the storms down in the, down there in Southwest Kentucky, uh, Sarah reached out to ask to make sure that we were okay. Oh, mm-hmm. super so, sweet. Yeah. Very nice. She reached out to us, make sure that we were Marcus okay. Had an night that night. I did. I did. Uh, so if you guys don't know, we are in Evansville. So, you know, we're right there on the river by Kentucky and we had some storms that night, but I was driving back from a comedy show in Nashville that where I was performing at and, uh, we left Nashville and hit like the border of Tennessee and Kentucky around nine thirty, which is whenever the tornadoes and the storms were ripping through, um, you know, Mayfield, Hopkinsville, and that whole area. So it was it was pretty dicey uh, <laughs> coming back. The winds was t- the wind was awful, and it was it was very tense. But thankfully, uh, you know, we were okay. We actually used our GPS to navigate around the storm, and t- I think it was like two a.m. in the morning. The only thing that happened to me is like my neighbor has one of those uh, like set up pavilion things, mm-hmm. and it was on top of my fence the next morning. So <laughs> it was really funny because I was I was driving back with a with a comedy buddy of mine that I do comedy with a lot, and, it, and you can tell he was nervous. You could tell he was nervous. Is and, this Andy? Yeah, yeah. It was a big shout out to Andy, and he because uh, me and him traveled, we would do comedy together all the time, and so I could tell he's nervous. I'm driving because we're driving back, and uh, Andy was kind of uh, nervous about it, so. I started. We start. We started talking about some stuff from the paranormal, and then I forgot about that. Oh, then I could just see the look on his face. Whatever. I was like, you ever like done that accidentally? Where you start talking to you know some normies out there about the stuff you know the paranormal, oh, yeah. the face that they just stare at you. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. You know, he's like, would you really want to talk about UFOs and aliens? Or are you serious? You know. By the way, can we crack into this new beer? I'm super yeah. excited about it. Yeah. So the beer we're trying today is called. Birds of Fire. We so, thought it was very on brand. Yes, for on brand. Yes, yes. By Orpheus Brewing, limited series release. So we're gonna try this. I've had one of the things before, and it was good. We've seen this before. Whenever we've been at the liquor store. Also, weird thing in the liquor store. You can tell that me and Vic are getting old. Oh, this because is good. you're getting old. I'm getting cool. Now you know how I know we're getting old. How? We bought alcohol and with the guy, and we did the transaction over a giant sign that says no ID. No alcohol, and he didn't card us. <laughs> Neither of us. Well, he normally cards us. This was, I think, us just getting lucky. Yeah, or that he he thinks we're alcoholics. He just knows us already. So what you think? Because I'm loving this. This has a uh, a very l- l- loud, but tangerine taste, t- t- orangish. <laughs> what is this? 
It is a... Tan- I called it tangerine, orange, and vanilla sour. Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's a sour beer! You swiddler! <laughs> I almost cursed on the podcast. I, I you showed, miserable, terrible. I gave you plenty chances to catch it. I pointed at it. I asked you a few times what type of beer it was. And you're like, I don't know, orange? You, like, I gave you several chances to catch God. that it was a sour. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's the, oh, you liked it up to that it's point. It's that after-vomit taste you get in your mouth when you retch. You liked it until you were told. <coughs> oh, it is, this is... First off, do not say that this is a psychosomatic thing. You are so overdramatic. I'm over. I'm overdramatic. I have never been overdramatic in my time. You take that back, sir. Tell me I've been overdramatic. Oh, man. I put this in my though. mouth. It is good. I just told my death-defying trip... <laughs> Back from Nashville with me and Andy, you're like, here, drink this sour beer. That's that's a friend of 16 years right I, there. I asked you if you want to get this, and you said yes. Salt on the wound, sir. Hey, at least it's orange. You love be- our orange beers. God. Moving on to something else that might take my mind off this sour beer. You terrible. Anyway, guys, we want to announce that we have officially launched our Discord server for our patrons. We have been talking about it for a while. We finally launched it today, the day this episode is going out. We made it like a month ago, and I kept asking Marcus to add me to it because he insisted I be the moderator. And today I'm just like, get it out. We're adding me well, now. Okay. Anybody who's ever reached out to us on social media has always talked to me. So yeah. I'm like, if we're going to do this Discord server thing, man, I, was like, I need help. You got you to gotta pitch in. And you gotta like, I, I don't mind doing it. Just a heads up, guys. I'm a little antisocial, so bear with me. You're on <laughs> Discord more than I am. Dude, I am on Discord more than you. You say that you're antisocial. You're the one between the two of us that's on Reddit and Reddit's awesome. Discord How are you not on Reddit? Four- I'm an old man. You are an old man. I don't God get on it. the Reddit. I don't get on don't the Reddit. It, don't call it the Reddit. The Discord. <laughs> the Twitter. Discord is cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear you're aging before my eyes. <laughs> By the end of the episode, you're going to be a pile of dust and bones. It's like, I'm very glad that we are on the YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I'm about to have my birthday next month. I'm about oh, to it's going to be worse, I'm, too. I'm 30. What was that? I'm Holy 34. Crap, that means my birthday's next month too. Yeah, our birthdays are right after each other, so I'm going to be 35 going on 80. So that's uh, <laughs> believe it. That's what we'll be doing. So, um, yeah, man, if you guys want to sign up, and hang out with us. You can talk about. You can ask us questions. You can talk to. Uh, you can ask us questions about the the episodes that we've done in general. You can hang out with other patrons. It's super cool. Come on over and join us on Discord. It'll be a lot of fun. So. I am on Discord too. Like I am on there. We're both officially on there, so we we, we will we will enjoy hanging out with you guys. We even tricked Ellie into joining. We did. We did. We invited her. She didn't know what she was doing. She goes, "What did I walk into?" We're like, "We're Ellie cool on Discord." So, um, if you have not checked out our last episode, guys, we did a whole episode on Thunderbirds, the Thunderbird, like the large bird-like creature that spotted. All over North America and arguably other parts of the world, too. But it was an awesome episode. And this month, or this week, we're talking about the Blue Space Chickens and their plans for you. Mm-hmm. So, comments from our last episode. I said that too early, Dan. Yes, I. you did. You were just everyone skip over our fan pretend, comments. Pretend I haven't said it yet. There you we know, go. We're good. I was we're good. trying everyone, to have a positive attitude about it. Everyone's pretending us. like I haven't blown this. I was trying to... to I was trying to... 
you know, put on a brave face. We're talking about the Thunderbirds, the most disgusting cryptid that's out there. Most horrifying one. It's probably going to get us. Anyway, uh, Kyle, patron, said, uh, I saw what I thought was the Thunderbird when I was younger, but it was whitish gray color and was flying extremely low. I had to get Kyle to talk more about this. And I'm like, dude, you got to tell us more. Kyle said he was 10 or 11. He was outside his backyard. I'm from a very rural area when I noticed a very large shadow. When I looked up, I saw a massive white bird. I only saw the bottom, so it could have been a different color on top. It looked to be some sort of raptor with at least a 20-foot wingspan. It was flying just above the tree line. I only saw it for a few seconds before it was out of my uh, sight, and I immediately ran into the house and searched up large white bird Nova Scotia and found a bunch of stories about thunderbirds in the area. Dude, man, you're making Nova Scotia sound really freaking cool. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I'm slurring today, I guess. I don't know. Southern Indiana is showing, sir. This this beer is apparently hitting me very hard after two sips. (laughs) I am apparently a super lightweight. But Mm. no, you're making it sound really neat. I want to go to the land of Thunderbirds and probably awesome fish. North America is the land of Thunderbirds. Like, that's what well, you listen to the episode. It sound like Nova Scotia is a pretty cool place well, for them. If you listen to the episode, the land of uh, Thunderbirds is actually probably Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. That's another popular place. Or Illinois. That's another pl- those are other places that it's been seen. But I'll stick with my green club bees here in southern Indiana. It is pretty cool. Uh, Avis Rex, the Dark Phoenix, says. Vic, you magnificent person. Thank you so much for someone finally recognizing how magnificent I am. Please continue. Gonna downvote <laughs> that. Leave it a heart for me then. <laughs> Thanks for defending that heart. I'm happy to see the episode become a reality. Uh, bird phobia aside, I really appreciate the chat that he had on Facebook because me and him, me and Avis were talking back and forth. Looking forward to discussing more. If you ever want details on my novel or your projects, I'd be more than happy to discuss them. Final note, at least most giant birds are extinct. That's true. That is a real. That helps me sleep at night. <laughs> that is absolute. That is what it does. You just have to outweigh the so, last yeah. ones. I always tell people reach out to us on Facebook, social media. We absolutely love engaging with, or at least I do, engaging engage with people on social media. You can talk to me on Discord. Yeah, I'll do Discord. Yeah, limited down. Yeah, absolutely reach out to us. We always appreciate it. Uh, XP zero X said with the difficulty of estimating the size in the sky. Uh, with the difficulty of estimating size in the sky, have been there been any sightings of a thunderbird on the ground? which would make it easier. Definitely would like to see more about uh, living uh, pterosaurs. There have been a few times where they've been spotted on the ground and a couple times where they were up in trees. I remember one story in particular where it was in a tree and the person who was the witness was accounting about how the oak branch had bent so much under its weight, and that's what initially drew Mm -hmm. its attention to how big it was. Mm -hmm. But also, too, how many, like, tiny birds, how many, like, large birds have you seen just casually just sitting on the ground? Uh, I mean. On the ground, well, turkey uh, turkey buzzards will kind of hang out definitely around prey mm-hmm. and kind of guard the area. So mm-hmm. them, but, like, as far as, like, raptors, no, they don't really hang out on the ground. They want to be up in the air where it's safe yeah, or up like, in a tree. Yeah, so, that, you know, as, as kind of like on this kind of perch. That's the only kind of food for thought about why I don't think we see that as much. But Gray9438 said, for the record, the most weight lifted by a bird is 15 pounds by a bald eagle. So I do feel like there's probably more of a paranormal aspect to the Thunderbirds as well. That sounds pretty spot on. Mm, 100% on that. Trailbreaker said, Marcus, I feel your pain. I'm going to heart that right now. <laughs> Blue Jays are absolutely nasty territorial birds. They but are. But for pure not for fuel merit, look up Harpy Eagle. 
the bastard child of an owl and an eagle. Could you even imagine one of those things landing in a tree near you? Are you familiar Hard, no. with harpy harpy eagles? I'm gonna look this. You up should. Now. They're really freaky. They're harpy they're a pretty strange bird. Eagle, dude. That just that thing has like resting. I'm gonna say this thing has resting bitch face. You already said GD hey. today, so this is already a not safe <laughs> work for episode. We don't hey, curse Marcus. this much. Hey, Marcus, what? Welcome to your nightmare. I know that is that is awful. That is disgusting. That looked like that has already eaten a small. Its head swole like it already has <laughs> swallowed a whole child, and it's looking at you. Like you're next. Like that's like that's the look of a freaking harpy eagle right there. Like it's sw- oh my god, that is disgusting. Ugh. Oh man. Alright, moving. Moving. I'm I'm downvoting that. I'm I'm removing that heart. You made me look that up, trail break. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna leave it on there because I'm sure I'm paying for blue for blue jays. Uh Laughing Fox said, Marcus, here's the here's about the terror birds. Ornithophobia intensifies. Interest- <laughs> yeah, it's true. Interestingly enough, jays are in the corvid family along with crows and ravens. Uh, I did know that because you need to know thy enemy. Uh, experiments have been done that prove that they pass on knowledge of environmental threats from generation to generation. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that the Jan College was a descendant from the one who cost as a child. That's like the awesome. longest way of awesome. saying that it's been proven that they hold grudges. <laughs> okay, that is exactly what Laughing Fox is trying to say there. The, 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 the Blue Jays have struck your name like, into the Damis Cron. Like, they know you. <laughs> They're going to get you, and they remember. You're in the great book of Blue Jay grudges. Good. And that word that I used last episode was schadenfreude. means to take delight in another's misery. There we go. I mean, consensus we go here, I think one of the, uh, I think on one hand we have a misidentified large bird, such as golden eagles or the like, outside the normal range of being seen as large as they are. But on the other hand, I'm certain that we have seen animalistic spirits manifesting for a specific purpose that is being misunderstood by observers who have no understanding on the traditions surrounding them. Is that Laughing Fox still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty much exactly where Ellie went to, and that's about what I was thinking as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. Whiskey Conspiracy, which is a fantastic name, by the way, for a podcast, by the way. Uh, he who if is only, commenting on if this. If only there was such a podcast <laughs> yeah, out there by that name. A great podcast out there, Whiskey Conspiracies, sir. It's a good friend of ours. He needs to be starting anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I was attacked by a blue jay as a child. Vic, you were attacked by a blue jay in college. Me, same bird. Oh, Vic, you were attacked by a blue jay in college. Me, same bird, the start of a blue jay conspiracy network. <laughs> On behalf of all of your fans, Marcus, hide your kids, hide your wife, and oh, hide you too. Yeah, I know, because I'm pretty positive that they're out to give me. Dude, the topic today just makes me terrified in general. So, um, I don't know. I don't think this is one that's that scary. Got two more... P- we got two more pop, two more comments. Then we're gonna move on to the episode. First name, last name said. But what about the shoebill stork? There's awesome birds. The way that they clack their beaks, it's so cute. Okay, here's a video of them clacking. I don't know. We sorry. I gotta move this over so I can see what they are. They're not that. Oh my scary. god! That's the size of a five year old child. <laughs> Not that scary. I feel like watching like Dora the Explorer, watching like an like an unattended child being around these like large animals. That is oh, that is messed up. Sorry. I feel like you're going to see like a great blue heron here and pee your pants. I will take a swing at one. Okay, I'm not I'm not going down these birds without a fight. I mean, I don't like when they would show up at my pond back home and eat all my frogs, but yeah. they're not a threat to you. <laughs> 
Uh, Mary Grace said, insert evil laughter here. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Now, where does with all this hate for me? But, uh, anyway. All right. Thank you guys so much for the comments. Like we always said, leave a comment below, man. We love going over the comments for our episodes. Um, so good, bad, the ugly. We'll go over them and we'll talk about them. So, all right. So moving on to today's episode. We told you guys that we were going to throw a curveball at you. So when we were talking about like large bird cryptids, uh, I thought maybe we could look up to see, uh, is there something where maybe the, there's other types of large birds? I think you were just trying to get around talking about a giant bird. This is more horrifying, by the way, than a real life it's giant physical bird. Definitely different. It's also within the same field, mind you. But I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There is a whole species of aliens that look like birds. Like blue jays, actually, kind of. Yeah, like a bunch of blue jays. And they have like the rest of... Bitch face of a blue jay, too, that they're going to get you. Avon aliens are sometimes called blue avon aliens. Mm-hmm. Blue they, aliens. Let me, let me start off by saying this. I've researched a lot of things that I was not already aware of, and I'm not quite sure that that time was spent really well. <laughs> and researching these things? I, as a, apparently, at some point today, there's going to be a test to find out if I am one. Yes, we have discovered through most that there are tests to discover whether or not if you are an actually a blue avian. So, do you want to go over like, a little bit about exactly what a blue avian alien is and kind of like what they look like, their general Yeah, motif? go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, the blue avian aliens are a humanoid alien about eight feet tall with a human-shaped body, but with avian-esque features. So they have, like, a tiny, um, not a mouth like a blue jay, but more like a, what kind of mouth would you describe? It's like a um, like a hawk, kind of, like a... No, I thought they actually had a fairly blue jay sort of mouth. It's more like, but it's more like yellow. Uh, I guess it's yellow, but, like, the shape seemed about right. Right, right, right. Okay, ooh, an owl. That's a good, that's a good, that's another good one, too. Kind of like, that. kind of like that small. Not real, like, not a long beak or anything like that. It's closer to the face. Imagine but. if you took a human that was really tall and dusted them with powdered blue feathers mm-hmm. and gave them a beak, a beak and some black eyeliner. Yes. You about have it. Oh, and they're bald already, too. Mm-hmm. So that is typically what a, what one of these blue avian aliens look like. But they're not like, but the weird thing about like contact with like blue avian aliens is it's not like normal contact experiences uh, where they'll just randomly abduct you. So most general contact experiences with blue avians start in your dreams. So yeah, it seems like they always prefer to psychically reach out yes. to someone in some way, shape, or form. So supposedly they will not reach out to you unless you wished to be approached by these things, which I find, which I find kind of interesting. But anyway, but once you open yourself up to these things, you will have these weird lucid dreams involving the blue avians and they will communicate to you even in your dreams using sign language in this tele in this in this telepathy that makes depending upon who exactly you're talking to about their experiences with these things and uh overall it's 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 not most people's experience with the blue avians that i found are generally positive at least people have a positive takeaway from sorry yeah they have a positive feel about interacting with this it's not like you know like i think there's a little bit of sketch behind their motives but people do seem to walk away thinking that they have improved in some way like if you ever listened to stories of people being abducted by grays you know there's a lot of non-consent abductions they'll take you they'll blast you with technology or the things they'll mind control you whatever the blue aliens will actually reach out to you communicate with you 
and then bring you up into their blue spherical spaceships that they have up in the sky in order to interact with them. But the vast majority of... Here's another weird thing that I've seen, too, about people's contacting with, with blue avians that you won't find just casually researching the topic is that a lot of people interact with the blue avians by channeling. Yeah, channeling's a really big one for that. Do you want to explain a little bit what, like, what channeling is and like what it would kind of look like when people are interacting with them? I'll let you describe the look of channeling because I don't <laughs> generally like watching channeling videos, but okay. I will explain the process of it. Sure, sure. The idea is that you can open up your mind to a particular presence, and then that presence can touch your mind, and you can either communicate or, in many mm-hmm. cases, become possessed by them and allow them to talk through their body. Correct. Uh, this was very common at the turn of last century. Yeah, if you remember like uh, me and Ellie's video that we did on the Ethereum Society, we had the Ethereus guy that put the blindfold on and he went into sort of like a meditative stance and then he would channel uh, Ethereus and these like higher beings, these aliens from other planets that would talk through him. Oh, and we whatnot. watched that video on the guy trying to channel Valiant Thor. Yeah, that was another one too that we did. So this... I don't personally like channeling videos. No, well, the thing was, was like when I was watching a lot of these people that seem to be channeling these things, what was really weird is like the people that did like Valiant Thor, the Ethereus Society, uh, they put a lot of prep work. Uh, most of the people that were channeling these blue avians like from other planets uh just sort of went all right now i'm gonna channel them okay here we go and they're here <laughs> like not even a deep well you breath. see the thing is the blue avians are just that psychic like you, you don't really have to try to reach out yeah. they're so psychic that they just it's just boom you're there you don't even have to put on a show or anything. they're like a really overly attached ex <laughs> that is just always thinking about you and like the second you said the text immediately replies back but kind of like disturbingly quick what about their goals it doesn't seem yeah. like the grays where the grays seem to be here for so, sinister motives yeah so their their motives are a little bit different so okay so the, the difference between, say, the blue avians compared to how people experience, like, typically think about aliens. Most people, when you're thinking about aliens, you think, like, they're on another planet physically somewhere else. Like, you just get on your ship and you just drive straight. There, and, like, and you just fly straight there, right? Well, the blue avians exist on another in another dimension, on a higher dimension. Apparently, they're somewhere between, they can be anywhere between three-dimensional and 12-dimensional beings. And let me give you guys a little bit of an insight into what that would mean. Like, is that like like belts for like martial arts? Like, if you deal with like a twelfth level, no. like like a like a grandmaster blue avian, you can just no. Beat you. No, are you sure? Okay. Yes. Okay. So a one dimensional being can move backwards and forwards. A two dimensional being can move backwards, forwards, and then like up, down. Like original Mario. Yeah, like original Mario. A three dimensional being, like us, or some people might argue that we're a fourth dimensional being can move left, right, back, forward, up, down, and then if you are you were fourth dimensional, then also through time. If a second dimension or dimensional being was looking at you, they may see you, and as long as you go forward, backwards, or up, down, they would continue to see you. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you moved left or right, you would just seem to disappear from their perspective. Now, for a 12th dimensional being, it means they have left, right, up, down, back, forwards, and if you consider time one as well, that plus, say, nine more directions that we couldn't even fathom. There would be nine other directions that they could go that we would not understand how they had moved. If they had moved in such a way with us viewing them, they would simply seem to have disappeared from our perspective, much like 
it, when the two-dimensional beings are viewing us and we step left, we're just gone. They just can't perceive us. So, like, that's why, like, that's why I've always had a hard time. Like, I had a hard time with this particular topic for people just casually claiming that they can interact with this. Because, I mean, you know, imagine the communication difficulties that come from, say, interacting with an animal, you know, or something like that, which, where those where those sort of barriers are, where those sort of barriers are, like, you're talking about things that exist in other states of consciousness. Like it's gotta, it's gotta be like, how, how can you have a dialogue with somebody like that? Like, that's, that's my point of like, and could you one have the, a, an understanding? One of the first big barriers is the understanding of a three dimensional being and the understanding of a 12th dimensional being on just what a room looks like is going to be notably different. Like, it, it's going to be hard to understand each other's perspectives. Perhaps these guys are ultra-intelligent and ultra-empathetic and really good at thinking down. But for the most part, I would be hard-pressed to believe that they could really understand a human experience in any sort of legitimate way because it's so alien. Well, okay, so we were talking about, like, the fourth dimension with time. Imagine having an argument with somebody about your room. And you didn't understand, and they did, and you didn't understand the concept of time. So every time that they would even like bring up the fact that it's been dirty in previous, like yesterday, they don't even understand yesterday because of that, because they can't perceive that in time. So it would be like interacting with somebody that is experiencing things throughout time, like yeah, all at once. Basically, take yeah. that that aspect of the understanding, scale it up, and then. Times it by nine. Yeah, like all these other types of senses. Like, and that's how big of a barrier in perception and understanding they would have to overcome. Yeah, like you, the the patience that it would take probably to even interact with us would just have to be just just immense, like more than any hu- human being could even understand. Like, so like that's you know, so like that's that's why I have a hard time believing like they could just interact with just with people like that. My only thought, if I was going to defend the argument, is that it would stem from their telepathy and their idea that we are all of one soul. Um, Perhaps they can understand our experience of, say, a room by seeing it through our eyes, even though Mm. their perception of a room being able to move in so many different aspects is going to be different. Mm. That part is always just so weird because when people talk about that they they interact with these things, because I've had that, because I've had... I've, I've, I've read a lot of people's personal accounts with channeling through these things, but, I ha- but I've had a hard time finding examples of people saying that they came face-to-face, particularly with these sorts of things, that it's always in this sort of, like, sort psychic of psychic communi- like communication, um, particularly through their dreams, you know? Who's that guy? We, I watched, like, his whole channel. Corey Good. Here. So He had claimed to have had face interactions yes. with him, though. Yeah. Um, in a past life isn't quite the right word for it. He believes he was part of a secret joint. Basically, it's one of those, the, the government combined with the good aliens, secret program sort of thing. But the thing is, it was during, he was, it was when he was in the program, and you're in the program for 20 years. And then at the end of your 20 years, you're given drugs to make you 20 years younger, and then sent back in time to the exact spot you were recruited from, and your memory is wiped. It's like he took the plot to Stranger Things and just made it more complicated. <laughs> like he was. He, but apparently, during one of those twenty-year spans, he had worked with one of these blue avians and had talked to them 
one-on-one. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people seem to get at least their basis understanding of what the Blue Avians are and what their motives are. Because typically it's believed that the Blue Avians' motives is to help humanity achieve a state of, like, mental and spiritual enlightenment. Like, sort of, it, like, advanced along. You know, enlightenment. It, it, it just, yeah, past, past even more for that. But, like, at a, I've heard some people that it starts there, but it goes all the way up even further than that. The understanding that I got from Corey's channel was that it would be along the lines of this. We don't truly communicate at the moment. Through vocal communication and other such things, we create a facsimile of it. But it's not really true communication because we're not communicating on a spirit-to-spirit, soul-to-soul level. That the alignment will occur when we can all communicate on a emotional, spiritual, psychic level simultaneously together. And we all come to the realization that we are all of one soul. That's like, at least like, my understanding of it. Like the Borg. Yeah, like the Borg. <laughs> or Gene Steelers. Or Gene Steelers. From, from 40K. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the, like, like on the surface, it just sounds like this is so good. The, and man, I the don't pe- think it sounds like a good idea. No, I, the, I like my independence. The, pe- the, the people that really, um, you know, that, that report having interactions with Blue Avians, man, they really 100% believe and think that this is a good idea, that they are behind becoming this one unified soul. We all raise our vibrations and things like that, and we all just become this just spiritual oneness. Also, they have been around since the beginning of human existence mm-hmm. and has been guiding our DNA, our spiritual development, and everything. Basically, this theory takes pretty much credit for everything humans have ever done. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at through like throughout the course of human history, there's examples in which sort of avian esque creatures have been involved with humanity's spiritual and like like mental enlightenment. Like avian, sort of, Anunnaki, guardian spirits, angels. I mean, there's these. Just, oh, I, I mean to say, angels have avians. No, you're fine. Like these, <laughs> like you know, like things like like angels with like the giant wings that they have. You know. Ancient Egyptian gods, you know, thought and brought gods all are this. almost always depicted with wings. Yeah, uh, you know, most Sumerian gods, like, they're typically depicted with some sort of, like, a humanoid-shaped body with some sort mm-hmm. of animal-esque head. And, you know, if you think about it a little bit, um, there's also the belief with the blue avians that they have helped life on Earth evolve. And one of the things that they did and that they're responsible for is birds. Most birds on planet Earth are actually, are actually descendants and early, like, things that were left by the avians as, like, a, as a reminder to humanity. So if you think about, like, most birds throughout some sort of mythology, most typical birds in some way, shape, or form are, you know, with, you know, they're, they're guardian spirits. They're trying to help, you know, enlighten people, make people aware of things, symbols of wisdom and things like that. So Wait, so if they seeded the DNA components for birds... They put the dinosaurs yeah, in, too. But also, they're, like, vicious enemies of the reptilians. Mm-hmm. Why? I know, technically, dinosaurs aren't reptiles, probably. But still, it looks a lot, a lot more similar to what a reptilian would look like. Mm-hmm. Why use that as a base component, now, or is this a slight? Now you have to understand here. The belief now what that is is that is a reptilian conspiracy <laughs> to make you believe that dinosaurs and birds are somehow genetically related. You've been brainwashed by the reptilians. Wait, wait, then is it the Avens conspiracy to undo that by now telling us dinosaurs probably had feathers? No, that's what, oh, that's why you. 
<laughs> Is that them undoing the reptilian I, I conspiracy? I, I guess. But also, that's why I also believe that whenever the Blue Jay came after me, that's the avians because they know that I know. I know they, Blue Jay would that, be perfect. It's the right that color. They're, that, they're at, that, they're at, that they're after me in some sort of way. So I'm taking that personally, by the way, that they have attacked me. So Because the Blue Avians are supposed to be part of this intergalactic good guy force. Like the intergalactic, it's called the Intergalactic Federation of Light. You know, <laughs> which by the way... Sounds on the surface good, but when you think about it, it's kind of like that South Park when they were like episode with like Space Jail, <laughs> Baby Fart McGee's X, Space Cash. Space money is worth whatever you all agree it's worth. I yeah. really like that episode. So they're going to call something like the, like, and also if you were going to come up with like a terrible, like, like, like evil empire, you're not going to call it like the evil incorporated. You're going to call it something good. So you'd call it like the intergalactic federation of light or whatever, like they would call it. But anyway, but they're a part of this group and they're here on earth working with other types of aliens to help protect us from the bad aliens, like Tory and reptilians, you know, tax collectors. I think they're working. Okay. From the perspective of the group I listened to, they're apparently working with some of the grays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, but they were giving a very great positive sort of message in that episode, too. I mean, I think Valiant Thor is supposed to be sort of like a positive gray sort of type alien, wasn't he? I thought he was a Nordic. No, he was... Uh, I thought... I can't I remember all the time. I think you're thinking of Stargate. In Stargate, he was Oh, that's right. That's, I'm thinking of that. I'm sorry. I, I misrepresented. I miss, I miss, I miss, I there goes Marcus that. confusing fantasy and reality I, again. You know how hard it is to keep, like, Zeta Reticulans and... Like avians and reptile, reptilians and all of them like separate. It's they not start hard. Blurring together. One looks like peoples. One looks like dinosaurs, and the other one looks like birds. But that was my that was my bad. But anyway, but there's like the good guy force versus the bad guy force, and somehow both are trying to use humanity for some sort of like gain for whatever they're trying to do. Like I'm going to tell you this: I do not personally trust the bird people who are manipulating my genetics and trying to make me. Soul fuse with every other like, human. I've seen other humans. They're dirty. I don't want to soul fuse with them. If it's just you guys out there listening, sure, fine. But there will be <laughs> other people I don't want to be fused with. <laughs> well, I feel like there's other people that are like, I, for one, welcome our new wave, you know, for lords. <laughs> like, I feel like with the, with all this discussion about, like, avians trying to guide humanity for their own purposes or reptilians over here trying to guide, like, we're somehow, like, the biological child involved in a in a bitter custody fight between yeah. like parents. Like, does that, has that ever turned out well for anybody? Maybe that's the reason why we're humanity is so messed up right now. Like, and we're having issues. I mean, I get that sort of feel from this also probably gotta, elephant in the room, but I think I'd be remiss not to bring elephant, it up. There's elephant people. Aliens no, there's no, too? well, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't know all the different Are aliens. You channeling an elephant? I am channeling not channeling, channeling elephant. flipping nothing. They didn't make it look that hard. I'm just saying. Okay. Just but something I did want to talk about here, and I kind of thought you might have gotten the same vibe from, like, some of Corey's stuff. Did you kind of get a little bit of a cult vibe Absolutely. from it? Okay. So if you, okay, if you watch any of the vid- the YouTube videos out there, the vast majority of the YouTube videos out there are not about the Blue Avians history. It's about... They're great motives that they're here to help humanity and guide yeah. you and welcome you with open arms. And you are wonderful and great exactly how you are. He didn't say on the YouTube video I needed to move to his compound and give him all my money. But I kind of felt like if I reached out to him on YouTube, he might have asked me to move to his compound mm-hmm. and give me or give him all my money. Like I was waiting for that in so many of these videos. And 
the, one of the, the weirdest parts about all of them is in these videos, when they're talking about how wonderful they are, they go, and maybe you're a blue alien because they've left their seeds on humanity to help have certain special blue avian people like humans guide humanity as well. So you might be a blue avian. I did not read this part because you, Marcus was going to yeah. potentially. Do you want to do the de- the test in yes. the Patreon or so, here? No, we'll do. Uh, no, we'll do it right here. No, we got like, we got we got some time. You know, okay. we, I ain't going. We we grown. We got. We got some time. I got okay, more. it's it's time. I I just didn't want to be outed as a blue alien or blue avian alien to everyone. So this is this is pretty common that they will try to see like I, people ask, "Am I secretly a blue avian? You know, am I one of their star child and children?" So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions here. Vic. Okay, okay. Be let honest. me loosen up. Let me loosen up. I got struck off the text this, anxiety. Uh, very uh, okay. specific test. Number okay, one. I am ready. Have you ever felt like maybe you don't belong? Uh, yeah, I have Asperger's, so about everywhere I go. <laughs> have you ever felt like maybe you have a hard time connecting to other people? The first, <laughs> what I said for the first one, so uh, yes. Yeah. Have you ever felt that maybe sometimes you don't quite live up to the standards of other people? I am human, so yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt deep down that you had like a special gift that other people just don't understand. I have a beautiful light that shines from inside, and it's not my fault not everyone gets it. Yeah. Yes. Do you ever feel like sometimes you have dreams or prophetic dreams or specific dreams that you think might actually be the higher universe telling you something? I have dreams, yes. So, uh, yes, sometimes they do match up with my day-to-day life. I believe that is five for five. You are probably a blue avian. You're an alien. I- Freaking knew it. Okay, get it out of me. Where, where, where do I where do I find the seed? Pull um, it out. Get uh, the tongs. Get uh, the tongs. No, no, no. The only the only option we got is for you to chug some laxatives and poop it out. Uh, I'm cool then. Like that was a real big part about a lot I of feel these like people's messages. A lot message. of people would answer yes to most of those. Yeah, you know, and, and so a lot of people sort of feel lost, and their explanation is maybe you're this blue avian. Maybe there's a blue avian spirit inside you, and all along you've been an alien, and that's why you don't fit in. Like, what I'm going to say right now is I don't think people should give up on the humanity. I think there's something special and unique about everybody. Yeah, We're pretty terrible, but we're also pretty cool. So just food for thought on that. I just want to make sure that people are aware of that. So We're kind of a nice mix between insanely awesome and insanely bad. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, do you think that the blue aliens are here for, like, the gym? Because, I mean, they sell it hard that these are we, beneficial aliens and we just need to understand me going that. ahead and going into my final thoughts then yeah go ahead and we'll, we'll sort okay. of get into that like because they will push this hard. i've never seen another group of people push this hard on how good they're these aliens like they're alien that they attach to or here's are. my thoughts on it i don't think a lot of this makes like a huge amount of sense i think if these people oh goodness sorry burps excuse me Got the Chinese buffet it's burps. The, it's, it's the blue aliens trying to silence me. <laughs> They're okay. trying to get it out. If these, if these people are truly communicating with avians, an avian alien species, which I'm very skeptical of, I put this in one of those less likely to be true categories. But if they are, I definitely don't think they're being told the whole story. If they are in connection with something, I think it's something that is almost certainly trying to manipulate them. It's trying to sell them on a pretty story to get them compliant, to spread the word, to try to get other people to buy onto this pretty story. For what ends 
I don't know. But let me tell you this. Even if they were around and the story unfolded exactly as they say, and that's what their viewpoint is, I still do not like them. They have been messing with our genetics throughout time. They are trying to sculpt us to what they think we should be. Beyond that, this is a creature of a dramatically higher dimension than us. I don't think it has the perspective on what humanity is to give a judgment on what we should become. I just think that, it, it, which I, like I said, I don't really believe the story. But if it is true, I, I think they're bad news. They might not think they're the bad guy, but guess what? They're, they're the bad guy. Like, I, I get very hung up on, like, like how it is very common that people that are that 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 are really sort of pushing this idea about the blue aliens being real, they're out there, and this is what they do, and they're always saying that they're great, they're warm, and loving. Never stop to ask, what do they mean by love, and what does that mean? Because we all love different people in our lives very differently. You love your mom differently than you love your wife. I you sure hope your, so. Yeah, you love your wife. Hopefully differently than you love your dog, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, why are you making this so skeevy? Like, but I mean, but but the statement is is you will you love all three of those individuals very differently, but you will still use the word love for what does that mean? Like you love your dog, you know, like I love my dog, and but however, you know, we're gonna, you know, get her fixed, you know, maybe against her will. We love our dog, but we're only gonna buy our specific dog food that we want to get for our dog. We love our dog, we're only gonna let her out at certain times that, that's convenient for us. Like we'll still use that phrase. So like yeah. when so when people talk about like blue avians come with love, like in, in what context? Like I really, I really want to know exactly like what they're talking about because they're talking about like changing the the way that we fundamentally view the world that makes humanity that makes humanity unique that makes us special. Why, why change? Why change? Why do we need to particularly change? Like what do we need to do differently? You know? Like beyond that, this whole idea of jump starting us into this psychic race, yeah, sure, maybe humanity might end up that way, but I think there's something to be said about achieving that on your own. I yeah. think there's something important about the journey we're going to take to get there. And it also allows us to transition through those steps at a healthy rate instead of trying to rapidly adjust to a changing world. It's kind of like us with technology right now. Often technology is coming up so fast that we don't have time to properly adapt to it and understand it as a society. I feel like that's it's even bigger when it's psychic powers. <laughs> it, we, we're going to need time to adjust to this. Yeah, I think like what makes us all like what makes our society so awesome is the different is the differences that we have, differences of opinions, difference of looks, difference of the way that we feel. So that way that we can work on our problems. I think that that's. You know, I think that there's something to that. So I don't know necessarily if there's this whole idea of us becoming like some sort of one giant psychic pool, you know, like the Borg. <laughs> like at the end of the day, maybe that that might not necessarily be, you know, humanity humanity's best interest. I don't, you know, I don't know. Just you know, plus I, I like rugged individualism. Yeah, I, I don't want to be know. this <laughs> part of uh, all humanity amalgam. I think yeah. one of the things that makes us special is our ability to disagree. And here's another thing that I found too. If the real idea was to spread, to to increase humanity and help humanity get along, why would the message so much be, are you a blue avian? That's a good point. The incentives, instead of the answer being, no, you're not, but you're, you've just, 
become a little bit more enlightened. Now go out and not now go out and help other people. You know, I've, that's a very human way of I thinking. Have I never, as a blue alien know that I am innately better than you. I'll tell you this: I never once in any video that I watch, and I've watched, and I watched dozens of videos on these things, that I ever see them tell a person go out and do something good for somebody else. Not one single time. At that, how often do we tell our listeners to do that? Actually, guys, I'm doing it right now. Do we say that our message is one of love? No, I guess not. But still, everyone go to do something nice for yeah, somebody. Do something cool nice for nice somebody else. For people. Yeah, that's aw- that's awesome. But you know, they 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 never they never guide you into how to do that. I'm gonna give Marcus a hug, even though he smells like he hasn't showered. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, gonna, that's gonna be my nice thing. <laughs> for it, but I don't know. Food for thought for you guys. What do you guys? No, that, that was pretty interesting. That man. was, you know. You know, food for food for thought. Do you guys have you guys ever heard of the Blue Avians? Put that in the comments below. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think they really are here for our benefit? Do you think some aliens are here for our benefit to help humanity, or is it just some sort of weird, sinister motive? Or maybe it's a sinister, or maybe it's it is this type of love that they got to do something for our own good, our own good, even if we don't want it. Is that sort I mean, of that, what? That's a possibility. You know, you know do we got it? Is it got to be done the hard way? Like, let us let us know what you guys I think. I want to keep that. my testicles though. You know, are you a blue avian? Let us know uh, put that in the comment <laughs> below. Um, but please do that. Um, if you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a like. If you listen to us on YouTube, make sure that you uh, subscribe. Hit that notification bell so that way you guys can be uh, uh, notified whenever we put out any new content. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review. It's one of the best ways that you guys can uh, that you guys can uh, help support the podcast. But until next time, guys, keep believing because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as every other episode of uh, extended edition of all of our podcasts. And access now to our new Discord server. Oh, our modified pa- by yeah, me. Our patron-exclusive Discord server. I think I said modified. I meant moderated. It's modified. <laughs> Just like the man in black is covering up anything that people say we don't like. Uh, and if you send it to me $2 more a month, you get access to our poll. Uh, we can vote on the theme for uh, of our content each month. And currently, right now, Magic and Monsters is winning over the iceberg or Conspiracy Iceberg, Past Life Phenomenon, and uh, Time and Space Anomalies. But there's still time to go over and sign up because uh, this poll is going to run all the way to the end of the month. So let your voice be heard and let us know. All right. We are going to uh, keep the discussion going on Blue Avians. There was some stuff that we did not get into uh, in the main part of the podcast. And here, here was one that I found kind of interesting. I I found the vast majority of, that I thought was odd, I found the vast majority of people talking about the Blue Avians uh, to be relatively younger. Yeah, it does seem to be a younger phenomenon in the communication, even though the process by which the communication channeling has been around and has been popular for quite some time. Like, I...